Nation postgame. Let's go! Brought to you by your local GTA Acura dealers. Visit yours today. Final 20 seconds ticking down. The Leafs with the puck in their own zone, then lose it. Brought back with Schultz trying to get a shot. That goes off a leg and comes to center. So after beating Ottawa, the Leafs have dropped the final two on this road trip. Losing in Buffalo, 5-2. Losing in Pittsburgh by the same count. And they'll head home to host the Penguins on Thursday night. And if you are keeping score at home, the Maple Leafs have now been outscored 11-3 so far this season by the Pittsburgh Penguins. Tying a bow on a 5-2 loss here at PPG Paints Arena. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5.9 of the Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Nick Alberga and Gord Stellick with you on Twitter at the Gold Muzzy at Gord Stellick. Many thanks to Sam McKee and Vic Palladian for gutting this one out. This was an ugly one. Again, uh, similar to Sunday, in my opinion, this actually stung a bit more, at least for me, Gord, because number 71 of Genny Malkin did not play in this hockey game. His replacement scored a goal. Yeah, I got his first career NHL goal, but no, Sunday stung more for me just because that was the more winnable game. Pittsburgh's t- Pittsburgh is as hot a team that's not called the Tampa Bay Lightning right now in the National Hockey League. And uh, they passed the Washington Capitals tonight to go first place in their division. So this was not the kind of game that I thought would be easy for the Maple Leafs to win on the road. And Pittsburgh showed they are they are firing on all cylinders as a team and they're great individuals. But saying that, and Jim Ralph alluded to it at the end of the broadcast there, that Sheldon Keefe and the Leafs, whatever they did, did a phenomenal job digging themselves not out of a hole, out of a chasm, when the coaching change was made, but since the last 18 games, which is not a small sample, it's a big sample, seven, eight, and three. Now it's not like, oh, 17 and one, but seven, eight, and three won't cut it at the end of the day, that kind of record to get in the playoffs. So silver lining, they are in the playoffs today, precariously so. And the next challenge that I read more into is Thursday at home against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And please have a practice on Wednesday. You know, please have a practice on Wednesday. Like, I love all the days off and everything, and the rest, and I'll, like, please have a practice. There's things that I I, I just think routine-wise. I'm not being a smartass about whatever, just routine-wise about getting down to basics. You have time to have a practice. Have a practice tomorrow, please. And on that note, I'm with you. Um, and I wonder if maybe they they pumped the new Bieber album to get the team going, right? Because a lot well, of I don't Justin care about Bieber the music. Fans. I just uh, I do. You know, yeah. and what? Well, what? I don't know if he has music every practice. And I don't knock the you know new ways about doing things. I know everyone goes, wow, they were they were killing it, and they had a practice, and there were nine coaches, and they were on two different ice sheets, and there was music going, and you could buy figure <laughs> skating tickets, and you could get hot chocolate and beaver tails at the end. I don't know. Whatever it may be, whatever works, do it. Bottom line, I think to go off your point, just do everything the opposite of what you've been doing lately, right? Because there, there's just a disconnect with this team and playing actual hockey games right now that we haven't seen since the Babcock era. I'll be honest. Like the, a lot of what we've seen as of late has been sort of rearing its ugly head from what we saw late in the Babcock era. I expected a bit more response. I know and I understand why you're saying Buffalo and that loss hurt a bit more. But I wanted to see a response. I can't say I saw a response tonight. Gordon. Yeah, no, Buffalo didn't hurt more. They got what they deserved. And yeah. they, you know, they they got to play by the Buffalo Sabres. Well, we so tried to so make the... excuses in this market why that happened. To me, it's yeah. always unacceptable. that you well, 82 games show up, you know? Yeah, like, they just, anyway, and everyone has off games, whatever it may be. Yeah. So Sunday, that's just a fact. So tonight, they did seem to show up early on in the game. Hey, you know, Timashov and Kerfoot, you get two offensive zone penalties by forwards. Yes. Like, come on. And that's one thing Mike Babcock alluded to before is, Look at the penalties we're taking. 
It's not defensemen, you know, helping prevent a goal. So there's just been a real breakdown about the simple, basic, fundamental discipline on the ice. And when Sheldon Keith started, a lot was made about this was a team that hung on to the puck. Puck possession was key. And they seemed to really embrace and buy into the system and played it really well. And right now, I'm not saying it's a system, but just in general, faux pas, turnovers, giveaways are becoming a problem and leading to too many goals against that way. The big guns are still getting points by and large. I mean, they really are. The big, when you look at it, you, the, the Austin Matthews of the world, the Marners of the world are, are getting their share of points. But team-wise, which is what it all comes down to, it just isn't cutting it. So coming up here on this broadcast, we like to call Leafs Nation postgame. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. We'll go down to PPG Paint Serena in Pittsburgh again. Uh, very good name, in my opinion. Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca, and Hockey Night in Canada will drop by. No doubt we'll talk about the upcoming trade deadline. Does the next couple games have any impact on what the Maple Leafs do? Um, what kind of balls they have in the air right now? Tyson Berry's a UFA. I would say Muzzin's staying, but... Never say never, I guess, in this market. Uh, we'll ask Chris, of course, about this game and the games coming up this week, Thursday at home to Pittsburgh, Saturday at home to uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, we'll hear from Sheldon Keefe as well, his thoughts. Uh, I'm very curious because uh, often in the Mike Babcock era, there'd be moments where Mike Babcock would would try to pry and and say something substantial, and there were moments where he protected his players. We, we saw sort of the call-out on Sunday from Sheldon Keefe. Does he double down tonight and just, or does he look past and say, you know what, we're going to burn the tape, we're going to move on to Thursday? Well, I don't burn the tape, but I, I would, I would look more on to Thursday. I look more on to getting a practice and just getting a stable and at home and and trying to get going. I, I'm, I'm very interested about why Freddie Anderson wasn't pulled after the five goals against, and I'm not saying it was Freddie's fault. Um, Freddie didn't play great. Nobody played great tonight. I am a little perplexed about something that I think. I think they better be careful about is a mini goaltending controversy emerging. And I don't quite get it. I don't quite get it. I think a statement needs to be made by the Toronto Maple Leafs that is Freddie Anderson, your number one goaltender or not. Jack Campbell was brought in to be uh, a very capable backup, which he's been so far. He's got a long history with Kyle Dubas going back to junior hockey. So I don't, I don't, you know, Hey, if they're going to start Campbell on Thursday, I'm okay with that. That's part of what you do. You go with the hot goaltender, but from, we got to find a backup because Freddie Anderson can't win every game for us like it was about a month ago to, geez, I don't even know if Freddie Anderson's a number one goaltender anymore. Um, you know, he's your number one goaltender. Okay, you're going you're gonna to live and die with Freddie Anderson. And if you can get a real good tandem like Boston has or Dallas has or a lot of other teams have with, with him and Campbell, then that's great. A couple things on that, um, and I, I totally agree with you. We've been talking about this all night, how we're both in agreement that Freddie Anderson should be, is the guy. I still can't believe, by the way, Mel Gibson's at the Ottawa game tonight. He's sitting you. beside Eugene Melnick there. Like, I, does this, he have a Chris Phillips tie or something like that? Uh, like Chris I, Phillips I heard Chris honored. Phillips was Mel Gibson's favorite hockey player. He was a stand-in. or Anyway, Mel's got a big beard, so I don't know Just, what his role, but he is legitimately at the game tonight, the Ottawa Buffalo thankfully, game. Thankfully, while we were watching that pitiful Leafs game, that bit of news came across the wire on Twitter, and it deviated us from from thinking about the Leafs game. But as I was saying to the to the Frederick Anderson point, I do feel gored like we're in an era where it's nobody really cares about each other. I'm sorry to say it. Like, they don't care what Frederick Anderson has done for them in the past. Now, who's they? I don't know. I don't want to pin this on anybody, but I think in general, fans. Okay. I just meant it was the fans. Is it media? Yeah, is like it the fans, organization? I think the organization, sure. like they're in the business of winning hockey games. And I think it has changed a lot. Like I think Pittsburgh's a perfect example. Matt Murray was incredible for that team. 
Tristan Jari has been the better goalie. He's now the number one goalie. Like it happens routinely. Um, and it's not like the olden days where a guy is still a guy, even if he struggles for a long period of time, 10, 15, 20 games. But I just think the Leafs are in such a precarious position. And that was going to lead me to my question. Who would you start on Thursday? They're in such a precarious position. And Frederick Anderson just has no confidence right now. He's been zapped of his confidence. I don't know what it is right now. He's just not on his game since the neck injury, since before the neck injury. I think your your position in the standings is so precarious. And by the way, if Montreal wins, it's 3-3 now in that game. It'd be six points back, although Toronto has a game in hand. But you're in such a, a tough position. I think you have to go to Jack Campbell at least next game. Yeah, I don't know if Freddie Anderson's lost his confidence in any way, shape, or form. No. He's just not playing well of late. Yeah. I don't know what it may be. Uh, I to answer your question, I would use both goaltenders and plan to use both goaltenders the next two home games. Yeah. And the fact that he kept Freddie Anderson in tonight when they're down five nothing maybe says, okay, I'm going to put Jack Campbell in Thursday. You know, because uh, you're like, what does that mean though? Like, if you're the goalie. And you've been around a team for a long period of time. Like, if you're a goalie, if you're a teammate, how does that how does that stand in the room that your guy's getting roasted and he stays in between the pipes? Uh, well, again, I don't like. I don't think Sheldon Keefe to me has been a real good handler of the players. And I don't think he's. I don't think he's putting anyone out, hanging anyone out to dry. And I think you know maybe it was a statement that Freddie's got to get through this. He's got to play the entire game. And in his mind, he's get already he's, he's, he's already going to, going to go to Jack Campbell. Yeah. On Thursday, so that that might just be it. It's not the reason they lost the game tonight, by the way. It's not the reason was the goal. They were just dominated by a much better Pittsburgh, no, and Pittsburgh that's Penguin a really good team. Point, though, but, too, right? but you look at Eddie Lack playing the outdoor game for the Vancouver Canucks and Roberto Luongo didn't get over it and they traded him. Yeah. Ilya Burzgalov, once he found he wasn't playing the outdoor game for Philadelphia, then he and just soup talked, on the bench. had the soup on the bench and he started <laughs> hunting bears and he basically bought it, walked himself into a buyout there. So at, you know, at some point... A guy's nose can get out of joint, but I think at this point it's understood you need all hands on deck, and the depth in goaltending, which they were lacking, now is a strength, and you want to give Campbell some odd starts, and, and Freddie has been hurt, so um, I could see them putting Campbell in on Thursday, but they got to play better as a team. Uh, you know, they, they they could put Soupy Campbell in. There's a million Soupy Campbells out there, whatever it may be, <laughs> the old football player or Coley Campbell from the uh, NHL office, whatever, and they play like they do tonight, um, they're screwed. So how much would you read into the mishaps as of late? No CC, no rally. Because again, we've talked about this all night off air. We're going to bring it on air now. You got Sandine in there. The guy probably shouldn't be in the NHL right now. I think you got to be very careful with the insulation of a guy like Rasmus Sandine. You can kill the confidence of a young defenseman, especially for years. And it's happened time and time again in the NHL world. Lilligren didn't play in this game. He's above his head, in my opinion. This We saw this last game. We saw with Sandine, how he got walked by Kyle Pozo on Buffalo. You got Marty Marincin. He's pulling out toe drags in this game tonight. Like, And again, we've had the Marincin debate so often that we're not even going to touch on that. But it, it, there's just a, such a definitive need for something, not not even one defenseman, two defensemen, in my opinion, on this team. But that said, Gord, you look at the market that has established itself for rentals, I'm not paying that price from Kyle Dubas. But he's in a tough spot, right? Because everybody's clamoring for something here. They need something. It's quite clear. But how much would you put that into the fact that this Maple Leafs team has struggled as of late? Well, I a whole lot, a whole yeah. lot. And you, you break down the defense core at the start of the season, which we all thought was going to be their question mark, the big question mark. And Morgan Riley hasn't been healthy from the word go. And that's a disappointing disappointment because last year he was in the Norris Trophy boat. Or he was contention, you know, not in the first wave of four or five, but there hasn't been the case this year. And then they lose Jake Gardner, Ron Hainsey. Maybe no big deal. But, you know, they added some value. They're mm -hmm. missed. 
Uh, it has just, it, it is, it has not happened for Tyson Berry to the degree anywhere close, even with Mike Babcock. No, no, it just hasn't happened no. to the degree in Colorado. Uh, you, you go. So after that, the guys that were having the best seasons were Jake Muzzin and Justin Hall. And then of late, Riley gets hurt and nobody's having a good season on the blue ride right now. You know, just these last 18 games that Jim Ralph alluded to the seven, eight, three record, yeah. you know, nobody there is really having a strong 18 games. You still have your big scores have still been scoring. And I, you know, I, I've liked some of the two way effort from Matthews and Tavares and the professionalism and all those other kinds of things. And basically Sheldon Keefe then called out the secondary scoring tonight and Kasperi Kapitan was put down to a lower line and just, you know, Kerfoot's got to put, so they, they, they got to contribute more. They got to do what the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Pittsburgh Penguins, as Michelle, as Michelle Terrian said, or excuse me, Mark Bergevin said with the Montreal Canadiens, they're a model franchise right now. That is the creme to the creme, and that's a tough team to beat. I was really enjoying on the uh, Sportsnet TV intro the uh, dulcet tones of yours truly and Gord Stellick just talking about Sidney Crosby and getting Malkin being pros. Malkin doesn't play in this game, and Sidney Crosby gets one and three. Gord, he had his way with the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. Like he, he was everywhere, and again, this has been a theme throughout his career with most teams, especially Toronto. He's not a local kid, but he knows who he's playing every time he plays the Maple Leafs and always gets up for those efforts. And along those lines, we talked about it almost at nauseum going into this game. It's a good measuring stick moment, you know, for guys like Marner and Matthews and Tavares to an extent. But you look across the ice, you see 87. That's what I want to be. I want to be a multi-cup winner. I want to be a guy who just leads the league in points every year, leads by example, gets the most out of a guy like Dominic Simone, Anthony Angel. Like, list your, your who's who of who in the hell is that guy and they get goals and points with Sidney Crosby. And just the internal determination of, of every Crosby-led squad is ridiculous to me. And I, I just think that is something that Marner and company have to look deeper at, too. Well, Sidney Crosby, that right now, to me, for me, there's four generational players yeah. I've seen. And I, I'm going post-Bobby Orr. I kind of saw Bobby Orr. And two in Edmonton, two in Pittsburgh. Mario Lemieux, Sidney Crosby, Wayne Gretzky, Connor McDavid. So I'm not going to put Austin Matthews in that class. Marincin's a close six. I <laughs> but I don't... But... Getting those two guys is huge. Crosby, Malkin, and in the Leafs case, Marner, Matthews. Yeah. And you've got those two pieces, so that's huge. You, you've not had two players like that drafted from within in a long time for the Maple Leafs. In the case of the Washington Capitals, they had have Ovechkin and Backstrom. And look how long it took them to win a Stanley Cup, but they always made the playoffs. Yeah. So it, they never went in the dumper over an 82-game regular season. They had some playoff problems, and they came back. And, you know, I know Brendan Shanahan, I was doing a, an event with him about a month ago, yeah. and things were going better. And just, the, you know, he talked about and people looking for success, and he just said, well, and then the worst thing you have to say, but it's true, is at the end of the day, if it doesn't happen, you have to go at it again next year. Now, he wasn't talking about go at it and make the playoffs. You just saying go at it and that elusive butterfly of love, the Stanley Cup, once you're one of those 16 teams that's expected to be in the playoffs. So now our thinking is quite a bit different. The not making the playoffs remains an unacceptable, unacceptable result for this Toronto Maple Leaf team. So you look at the record now under Sheldon Keefe, still acceptable. 22-12-4, again, still working More than up, acceptable. A 100-point pace, but... Again, alarming numbers throughout this season. I I was astounded to hear on the broadcast the 17th time they've surrendered five or more goals. Just think about that. Both and 25 times they've surrendered three goals in a period. Yeah, you know that's just like wow. You know that's that's where you don't think about it. And you're like holy. Yeah, you know, like it's kind of like when when bleeps happening against you. That's when you get your wits about you. That's because, when you buckle down. All those cliches and you you know hard work and that's something 
you, sh- you should be able to prevent to that kind of degree those kind of numbers. Among the worries with this team right now, I'll be honest, is they can't stop the bleeding. I get it. Breakup, or, you know, breakups do happen, but also the breakdowns do happen. You know, every team. I don't care if it's Pittsburgh, Washington. But I think the upper echelon, the upper echelon, the best teams in the world find a way to stop the bleeding. With the Maple Leafs, they let one goal, then two goals, then three goals in 131. It just escalates out of control. And you see it in the demeanor of the players, Gord. The face-off, they're just not ready. And I understand, like, you're going to be in a crappy mood when you surrender a goal, but you got to step the hell up and make sure the next goal is not scored moments after. Because, you know, people disagree and agree all you want about, you know, momentum in a game. Is momentum a real thing in sport? I think oftentimes the Leafs are just not ready to go after a goal is scored against them. They got to accept it and move past it, and they don't sometimes. Well, there's a precariousness as well about yep. when they have a lead yep. and they struggle to maintain the lead. And and you know these were things that we didn't expect to be so prevalent with this team. So the point being, we talked about on the pregame show and just in general. Yep. Two years ago, Nick Alberga, Gord Stelic sitting chatting, or two of you out there, or three or four, whoever's listening. And you would say two years later, meaning today, you would expect the Toronto Maple Leafs to have made inroads. It'd be the equivalence of the Pittsburgh Penguins, Washington Capitals, Tampa Bay Lightning, and Boston Bruins in the East. That was the expectation. Uh, There was a good line this past summer. Someone said about um, the playoffs. They don't know about the playoffs, but you know what? They could win the President's Trophy with this team. And that was the expectation. And here we are, two-thirds or over two-thirds through the season, and the gap has widened. The gap has widened with those teams instead of now that's theirs. That's their challenge to fix. That's their challenge. And, you know, just making the playoffs this year and have, and who knows, sometimes when you least expect it, then all of a sudden you steal around, win around. I don't know, whatever, but that's the part I didn't expect. I genuinely felt they were making strides against the elite in the Eastern conference. We can, and we will. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga at the gold muzzy at Gord Stelic, where you can tweet us your thoughts on Twitter. Uh, still to come here, Chris Johnson from PPG Paint Serena. We'll hear from Sheldon Keefe. Go inside the locker room after this 5-2. Another disappointing loss in Pittsburgh to the Penguins. Now outscored 11-3 on the season. Did I mention Evgeny Malkin did not play in this hockey game? You're listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590. The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Let our trained professionals help you come down from the high of the game. Here on the Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590. The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. And we're back here on Leafs Nation postgame brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. Another loss for the Maple Leafs again on the road, uh, 0-2-1 or 1-2-0 on this uh, three-game mini uh, road trip. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic after this 5-2 loss in Pittsburgh at the Gold Muzzy. I'm at Gord Stelic where you can follow along via Twitter. Again, Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca and Hockey Night in Canada will be by in a couple moments from now. We'll hear from Sheldon Keefe. We'll go inside the locker room, but... Pretty much the Leafs just have to move ahead. <laughs> I mean, we're not just going to sit and dwell on this game. We can vent all we want. It is what it is. We know the issues with this team. Uh, they continue to linger, and we'll see if they can rectify or try to help the situation at least in the next couple of days of the deadline, Gordon. Well, Joe Bowen gave Jim Ralph a job to do some research, not knowing the talents of our own Steve, Steve Fellin within yeah. Sportsnet statistical department. So ask, and he will respond. Most times, allowing three goals in a period this season. Okay, Leafs have done it 27, including tonight. Only team worse, Detroit at 29. That's the kind of company you're in. Detroit at 29, Toronto 27, Nashville disappointing season 19, New Jersey hugely disappointing season 18. And saying that, Nashville's done it eight times less than the Leafs, New Jersey nine times less. 
Those are just periods that you go out and flat out blow a hockey game, lose a hockey game, don't compete, break down, whatever it may be, over 20 minutes. Did you realize the Leafs had surrendered at 1.8 unanswered goals, which was the most, I think, since nine in, in 2016 in a row? Well, you know, it's... Like, think about that. So it's funny. When uh, when the Red Wings got taken over in the early... Just before Steve Eisman, and they were terrible. And we'd be down there quite a bit playing with the Leafs. And they had a great PR guy. His name was Bill Jamison. Real, mm-hmm. I was disappointed he wasn't there to enjoy the real good days later on. Kind of rum did he drink. And he would... Uh, he would but he would... In the in in the uh, PA system in the press box every now and then because the Red Wings are just terrible and he'd go, um, that's a record for the most goals like, <laughs> like and I kept thinking like why you, like geez, he's so he's so honest about things <laughs> like wh- like why are you highlighting all these records of futility just negative and negative but that's what happens when you're playing like the Leafs are playing right now and Pittsburgh of course has added five unanswered goals tonight and you're playing as good a team as there is in the NHL mm-hmm. not named Tampa Bay win or loss you got to do your job Gordon. As professionals, we know that. And uh, after wins and losses, we come on this program and we're very fair with our analysis. It's, it's not good enough. And uh, again, the Maple Leafs in a precarious position. The Panthers not playing tonight. Montreal is. The Buffalo Sabres are. Uh, you can laugh all you want. Those teams are eight points behind going into tonight's festivities. Stranger things have happened in this NHL world. But again, uh, 21 games remaining in this season. They got to find a way to get back on track and right this ship quickly. Um, clearly they have some games to work with against teams that they're, they're fighting for playoff spots with Philadelphia, Columbus, uh, a couple big games with Florida next week and Tampa and the Panthers. So again, while it seems like the end of the world and we're trying our best to walk people off the ledge and more so you, I'm more of the negative person in this two, this two, uh, you're the one on the yeah. ledge. I'm okay. I'm yeah. inside. Yeah, exactly. I like got my chill- arm out there, but I'm not going to go overboard. Okay? You're having like a tequila shot just me chilling down. right now. Yeah. You'll pull so. me down that way. So, all right, let's go down to PPG paints arena right now. We're joined by Chris Johnson of sportsnet, sportsnet.ca and hockey night in Canada. Um, Chris, you were there for this one in person. Uh, your breakdown on the, on this five, two loss to Pittsburgh. Well, I mean, look, it was the, you know, it was a terrible game for the Leafs. I think in light of where they were in, in Buffalo a couple nights ago, you know, this was an opportunity against a really good team for them to, to have a pushback to, to, to show um, some of the show there, and, and they didn't manage to do it. And, and I can say, you know, just having walked out of the dressing room, that was probably as emotional post game as, as I can recall this season. A lot of very strong words from from Austin Matthews, Jake Muzzin, even uh, Sheldon Keith, you know, really called the team's effort out. Um, question kind of where they're at in terms of how competitive they are. And, um, you know, no one was sugarcoating uh, what happened here. This this is, uh, you know, lots has happened, and, and you could play well and lose to Pittsburgh, but to go down 5 nothing, you know, just past the midway point of the game is, is a hard one to, to figure given, you know, all the stakes that are that are out there for the Leafs and how important all these points are. Uh, so we'll look forward to hearing from Sheldon Keefe uh, in a few minutes' time. I'm curious, what's the deal with Freddie Anderson? What, like, outside now you're getting rumblings about him being questioned, being the number one goaltender, which I worry about these mini goaltending controversies starting. And then um, the decision to leave him in tonight, and does that factor in that it makes it easier to play Jack Campbell on Thursday, in your opinion? You know, I, I think he'll start Campbell Thursday. That's a field thing. You know, Sheldon wouldn't commit to that. He said it's something they're going to have to talk over and, and figure out before that game. But, you know, to me, this isn't a controversy. I mean, this is – we're in a two-goalie league now. I mean, the, the, the Penguins have been alternating Tristan Jari and Matt Murray every other start uh, since the All-Star break, and, and they're one of the top teams in the league. I, I think 
Uh, a closer split of games for the Leafs is actually a good thing. I think it's a good thing for Frederick Anderson uh, long term in terms of you know his ability to get rest and and be more ready for the starts. And I don't think it's bad if he gets pushed. I mean, let's face it, internal competition is is a healthy thing. I think at any workplace and especially in one like this, you want a team where the second or third liners are pushing to get first line minutes and and are doing everything they can to to get used more. I don't think it should be any different at the goaltending position. And, you know, Jack's had a, a pretty strong start here uh, in his time as a member of the Leafs, uh, you know, picking up seven of eight points. Uh, he's played well. And, and, you know, I think he's earned another start here. And, and if it ends up that he plays more than Freddie or it's close to 50-50, I, I, I still see that as a good thing because I, I think in a lot of ways Anderson's been overused in recent seasons and hasn't been at his best uh, when the games really matter as a result. Chatting with Chris Johnson, um, did Sheldon Keefe intimate who he'll start next game? And if he didn't, uh, who would you start on Thursday at home against Pitt? No, he said they haven't decided. I, I would start Campbell. Yeah, you know, I, I think, me too. You know, we're not at the point where we're, we're not at the point where feelings matter. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. 21 games left. Uh, the Leafs have a two-point lead on Florida with, with you know two more games played. I mean, maybe Florida wins tomorrow night, and, and they're, they're equal in points at that point in time. And so I just think um, – I, I think it's a good thing. Again, I, I don't see the competition as a negative. I'm, I'm sure people go nuts with it in terms of storylines on the outside, but internally, you know, Frederick Anderson has not been as good this year as he was the previous seasons. The, the numbers show it. I know the Leafs give up a lot of chances, but, you know, he's getting closer to a 900 goalie this year. And, you know, one thing that, that Sheldon Keefe said is he didn't put this game on, on Frederick Anderson's shoulders, but he did say, you know, I thought the other goalie was better than ours. And, and, you know, you, you, you can't have that. I think that, that you know, Freddie's no different than a lot of guys on the team, that he's got more to give. He's got a better performance to give. And, you know, just, just given how things have started with Jack as, as during his time here in Toronto, I think he's earned another chance to, to go in there and, and get a shot at it. And again, keep things in perspective. This is about as difficult an arena to win a game in right now in Pittsburgh, but also it just doesn't cut at the Leaf effort tonight. And before game, and I, I like that Sheldon Keefe has been pretty blunt pre- and post-game about his team a team at times, they're not getting the secondary scoring. I mean, you, you saw Kapanen move down just in general. I mean, who, who in particular is is drawing Keefe's ire, do you think, in in being underwhelming? Well, I think it's a long list. I think, you know, it's it's probably a short list of guys that are living up to what he's looking for. I mean, I, mean, I actually think the top line's been pretty good. I thought they were decent in Buffalo, even though that wasn't a great night for the team. You know, obviously Austin scored again here tonight, but you know, I, I just think really from lines two, three, and four, they're they haven't been getting that much. Uh, you know, and and it's not just offense. I think it's about playing in the other team's end and and winning those shifts and and making the game a little easier on themselves. I mean, this was uh, this was there was there's a real gap I thought in 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 effort tonight. I mean, that, that's the worst thing. I mean, that the Leafs have the skill in a lot of ways to go head to head with teams like Pittsburgh, but uh, there there was a lack of will there and. and uh, I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's a mind block. I don't know if it's an experience. Uh, I, I don't believe it's a lack of care. You know, I do believe that, that they want to be great, that they want to um, become the team that a lot of us think they, they can. But um, something isn't, you know, it's, it's, there's a lack of execution going on. And so you know, I think the list of guys that, that Keith, is, you know, isn't happy with is long. And I think he's going to challenge them. I mean, he's not been afraid to shift the lineup around to push buttons to, to bring guys in out of the lineup. Uh, the Leafs have, you know, brought a number of guys up from the Marlies and put them right in the lineup. I mean, I think, I think you're going to see more changes that way 
to try to, to challenge the players and, and see if you can get more out of them. Chris, you're very tied in uh, to what's going on around the NHL and also with the Toronto Maple Leafs. What are you hearing in terms of Leafs buzz as we get closer to the trade deadline here? You know, I, I don't think that anyone should be thinking that the Sabres walk into the door, that there's a move or two moves that can be made that are going to drastically change how we look at this team. I, I just don't see them really having the assets that they're willing to move to, to make those kind of moves. I mean, if, if we're going to step back and look at the Leafs, and it's tough to do this right after a loss, I'm sure you know fans are emotional or angry, whatever, you know, after watching that game. But you know, to me, the, the core of the Leafs is the, the top four forwards. They've invested all the money in. Uh, and guys like Lilligren and, and Sandine and, and Dermott, I mean, the core of the team is largely like 23 and under. And so I, I just don't see them trading, say, like a Nick Robertson, their, their second-round pick from last year, is having such a great year for, for Peterborough in the OHL. Uh, you know, that, that doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't see them really digging too deep into their, their draft capital any further than they already have to, to make things happen. Um, and so, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's, if, if it's a bit of an underwhelming deadline for the Leafs, because I do think part of what they need to do is be mindful of, of where they're at and, and that this team, you know, needs a chance to, to keep growing, getting older together. And, and so, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think they're, they're going to do anything crazy, but who knows, uh, you know, Kyle Dubas probably feels worse than, than any fan watching that game. And, you know, he was up there, stayed in the box and, and saw the whole thing. And, you know, we, we saw him spurn into action on, on getting a goaltender after, you know, that blown game against Florida and the loss in New York. And, and so you know, maybe he'll go out and bolster the blue line here. But I just I don't think he has a lot of chips to play or that he's willing to play. And, and you know, as a result of that, I, I just don't see the Leafs being a, an impact player at this year's deadline. You're right. I uh, can't get too high, too low either. And, uh, Chris, we thank you so much for your time. We'll talk again on Thursday as the Maple Leafs host the Pittsburgh Penguins. Appreciate this. All right, boys. Look forward to it. Take care. There's Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca, and Hockey United Canada. Again, the Maple Leafs falling 5-2 here to the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I I would, you know, Chris is really, really tied in. I get that sense, too. Like, who are you trading? Uh, you don't have your first-rounder for this year. Do you really want to mortgage your future already and, and look at your 2021 first-round pick? I think Jeremy Bracco is a logical name. He, he At this point, we know he doesn't want to be here anymore. wants a, an opportunity, at least, to play elsewhere in the NHL, hopefully. So he's a guy you use, maybe, but he's not really bringing you much. So they're they're caught in a rough spot. And then you add to the fact that we see the run of defensemen earlier today, and for what they're going for right now, I just I'm not sure the Maple Leafs are going to be involved in that type of market. The one player out there yeah. will not turn it around. Yeah, you you did you you plug the most needy need, uh, most vital need with Jack Campbell. And Kyle Clifford's been a nice bonus. He got his pocket pick tonight, though. I mean, he mm-hmm. is human. He started a fight the other night against Dallas, which was a positive. His play's kind of been a it's been a positive. The sandpaper he brings, but he's not immune to having his pocket picked, which led to the second Pittsburgh goal tonight. So there, there's nobody out there unless you unless this Matt Dumba trade, the big hockey type trade, or something like that. More that of a involves, summer move, in my opinion. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like a real hockey trade or two will happen when the season's done. There's there's no magical trade deadline acquisition out there doesn't mean you don't go and get something that maybe can better your team or give you a body where you're lacking bodies right now. That's part of what Vancouver had to do with Toffoli. It's no, it's no secret. Brock Besser out for the season and other injuries. That's part of why they made that deal. Bottom line, this has to come from within. I like that line from CJ as well, that the savior isn't walking through the door and the Leafs do have the pieces to do something. We'll see if they can, uh, they can wake up starting on Thursday. We'll go on here from Sheldon Keefe after this break, a five, two loss here in Pittsburgh. It's Nick Alberga. And Gord Stelic, and you're listening to Leafs Nation post game on Sportsnet 590, the fan and the Leafs radio network. 
During the Acura Season of Performance event, receive a cash rebate of up to $6,000 on select 2020 Acura MDX models. Bring the heat this winter in the stylish 2020 Acura MDX, equipped with seven-passenger seating and precise super-handling all-wheel drive. Right now, get lease rates from 0.99% for 36 months or up to a $6,000 cash rebate on select 2020 Acura MDX models. Visit your local Acura dealer or acuragta.ca for details. Acura. Precision. Crafted. Performance. Welcome to Craft Beer Market. If you're coming in to watch the game, grab a bite or spend the night. We've got a seat for everyone. Our beer list is a centurion of suds. We've got over 100 kinds on tap. And we pay homage to brewers and brewmasters by serving it fresh and cold. Our food is a gateway to gastronomical euphoria. From shareables to flatbreads, mains, and more. If it comes from our kitchen, it's going to be delicious. So roll up and grab a seat. Craft Beer Market, located downtown, steps from King Station at the corner of Adelaide and Young. Open pre-game, post-game, and late night. Cheers to good vibes. Alpine Credits. My partner and I want to reduce our stress. So we're doing lots of yoga. And we like to consolidate our debt. Do you own your home? Yes. Approved. Alpine Credits, where homeowners get approved so you can reduce your monthly bills and put your chakras in balance. Alpine Credits. Some conditions apply. Fisra License 12616. Wherever the road may take you, BMW has you covered. Starting February 14th, take advantage of the ultimate BMW Auto Show event and get rates as low as 0.99% APR for up to 60 months. Plus, credits up to $1,750 on select in-stock 2020 models. And with every new BMW purchased, receive a no-charge, 4-year or 80,000-kilometer scheduled maintenance package. May be combined with other offers. Conditions apply. Offer ends February 24th. Visit your BMW retailer today. Time for a little hockey talkie. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. This is Leafs Nation postgame brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers breaking down a 5-2 loss for your Maple Leafs on the road here in Pittsburgh. It's Nick Alberga and Gordstel, excuse me, momentarily we're going to hear from Sheldon Keith, the head coach of the Maple Leafs. Uh, but first, it's time for the VTech call of the game when the ultimate Toronto sports getaway with the VTech wake-up call, call 416-413-4141. Leave a message and set your alarms every Friday morning for your chance at the weekly $500 prize to qualify for the grand prize. Visit sportsnet.ca slash 590 for details. Hall with a wrist shot, not deflected in front of the net. Comes back to uh, Muzzin on the far half boards. Played back to Nylander who was heading for the bench. Now a shot scores! Austin Matthews off the near side. Rattles one high off the top of the roof of the net. And the Leafs are on the board with the 43rd goal of the season and the league-leading 43rd goal of the season for Austin Matthews. Take that, all you negative Nancys out there. There's some positivity. Number 43 on the year for the kid from Zona. He's, uh, yeah, we're throwing a bone to Leaf Nation. And, we to, are? and to Austin Matthews' credit, he didn't celebrate. One. Yes. He didn't celebrate. Okay, yeah. it made it 5 1, so he didn't do the Jason Blake whoop de doo. That's one of the guys to remember. I just thought what a Leafs legend, Jason just, uh, Blake. Well, I just remember yes. that once. It, it, indelible in my mind, somebody that <laughs> over celebrates when you're losing a game and for personal, you know, personal reasons celebrates a goal that, you know, at that point the Leafs are down by four. And it seems like Alexander Ovechkin stuck in a rut. He uh, can't get goal number 700. He hasn't scored in five games. So yeah. Austin Matthews leads the league in goals with 43. All right. So there's a positivity now to, uh, to the remarks here of uh, Sheldon Key following this uh, tough loss. 
Well, it looks like the process that we want to go through is to just get embarrassed enough to the point where we just really look in the mirror and recognize uh, what's required for us to be able to compete at a high level at this stage of the season. Are you a little bewildered at this point now with some of these things, or what's your take on all this, given what was said after the game in Buffalo? Yeah, I mean, I am. You know, it's a different issue again today. We've talked about that. It's been a little bit different each night. So if you had special teams on your bingo card of things that are, are uh, hurting our group, uh, then you're happy today and get that one filled. But I think ultimately, you know, as we look at the different things, whether it's giving up leads in the third period a couple weeks ago or uh, getting scored on early on home ice uh, or today, special teams or what have you. I think the common denominator is just the, the overall urgency and competitiveness of the group. I mean, you know, special teams are the issue today, but we get a power play early in the game. We get a chance to take a hold of the game on the road against a very good team, and we're just not there. They're just uh, they're competing at a higher level than we are, and then they get their chance, and, and uh, they just make it pretty clear about what the difference is. Go ahead. I mean, it, it's an easy narrative to latch on to. Um, I, I don't think we were relying on our skill or our talent or, or our work ethic at all today. Um, you know, I, but it's not just today, and it's it's not everyone either. Uh, you know, some guys are some guys are are there consistently, um, but you see the difference between you know a team that's good one good some days and not so good others, and the team that's good all the time, no matter who's in the lineup. And you see that in the game tonight, the difference between them and us. And uh, they just they just work, and uh, when you do that, then the, the skilled players are. They have the puck a lot more, and things, good things are happening, and all that kind of stuff. But um, you know, we we have to make a decision here what we what we want to be as a team, as we're going to run out of games. How does the group find urgency? It's a good question. It's a good question. I mean, I think it's a decision to be made. Obviously, I have a role to play in it uh, in terms of demanding it from the group, in terms of accountability amongst the group, all those kind of things. Um, I think as this, what's happening here is as the injuries have piled up and as the, the schedule's gotten harder and, and the league has gotten harder at the time of the year and how desperate and how urgent things are, uh, I think more and more uh, uh, issues are coming up with our group uh, in terms of some of our habits and, and the details that, that are lacking. And uh, that's where the team really has to grow. The skill is there. Um, but the other part of it uh, has, to, has to be there. Without, without that foundation, you don't have a chance. Do you address the team after a night like that? Or like that? No, I addressed the team after the first period, and I think I kind of fired all the bullets that I had. Um, and you know, it's it's all from there. The team has to make the decision, especially with the way that the second period went. Uh, hearing from me from that point, uh, I don't think that they're going to be taking in much. But we do have a chance to regroup tomorrow, and we have the same team going to be coming into our building. And it's a chance for us uh, to uh, show that we don't like what's happened here today. Um, we had perhaps the built-in excuse of the back-to-back -back the other night, but there's no excuse here tonight.
whatsoever, uh, and we just weren't there. So we weren't we're playing at the, at the acceptable level but we have a chance to regroup tomorrow and we get a chance to really show what our character is all about and do that on home ice against this very same team uh, so i look forward to that opportunity opportunity to work with the team tomorrow and prepare them for that how much do you think experience may play a factor in some of the things you're going through right now a team sometimes needs to learn how to win and sometimes it takes games like this or is that too easy of a narrative as well, I think that, I mean, that's, that's, that is a narrative, but I think you also, you do see, you know, the, the difference on the other side, right? you got a team over there that's built a championship culture and environment of what's acceptable, and uh, we're not there. So I think that is that is something in terms of that the inexperience, uh, but we also have some very experienced players that uh, uh, should be more than capable of leading the way and helping us out in that regard. But uh, it's just showing that we've got we've got a lot of work to do. The good news is we're still very much in this fight, um, and we have opportunities to turn around. The competition is going to continue to be strong for us here uh, most of the rest of the way. Uh, so we're going to be challenged greatly and. Uh, like I said, I look forward to opportunity to get to work again tomorrow and you know, get our team up to the task. How seriously did you think about a goalie change as the goals get going? Uh, I didn't. I didn't think about it. I didn't think there's a lot Fred could do on a lot of those goals on the power play and special teams. But um, at the same time, Fred is part of our team, and he's another guy that needs to be better. I thought their goaltender was better than ours today, um, and he's been an elite goalie all season long for them and kind of the backbone of their group. And we need Fred to, to be that for us as well, but I don't put this on him tonight at all. Did you give him another opportunity on Thursday? See, we're going to talk about that. In essence, no. <laughs> Jack Campbell's going to start on Thursday. <laughs> he would have said he would have said Anderson right away. Oh, I don't know. I think I think you always want to hedge your, but you want to tell the goalie before you tell the media right. okay. that one. But I I think that's one of the reasons you kept Freddie in. It makes it easier to put Jack Campbell in goal on Thursday. You know, just hey, it's got to be better. Tristan Jerry's played phenomenal. Yep. And but anyone that's come up from Wilkes-Barre's done that right for Pittsburgh yep. and the Toronto Marlies have developed some real good players for the Toronto Maple Leafs. But you can see. And that guy was kind of Mike Babcock's uh, shot last year. You remember that? He kind of said, uh, yeah, you know, we get guys called up here, but they're just not as good as other organizations, guys. And that was his shot at management. Uh, and, you know, right now, these guys that we fall in love with when they're unbeaten in 10 games or whatever great run they had earlier are just, are just not cutting the mustard. Very well said. We'll wrap things up after this, and we'll tee that one up coming up on Thursday from Scotiabank Arena. It's the Leafs hosting the Pittsburgh Penguins. Hopefully a much better effort than we've seen the first couple times against the Pens so far this season. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic, Leafs Nation postgame Sportsnet, 5-9 of the Fan and the Leafs Radio Network, brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. Blue and white at night. We the night. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590, the Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. All right, time to wrap things up. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. Of course, this is Leafs Nation postgame. Sportsnet 5.9 of the Fan Leafs Radio Network at the Gold Muzzy at Gord Stelic. The out-of-town scoreboard looks like it's going to be a successful Chris Phillips night in Ottawa to the tune of 6-4 to four for Ottawa. Again, probably another nail in the coffin of Buffalo's season after their triumph against the Maple Leafs back on Sunday. Less than three remaining there in the third. The Blues all over New Jersey, 3-0 late in the third period. We'll see there um, if Jordan Binnington can hang on for the shutout in that one. 
Eber's boy. Uh, Carolina 4-1 late in the third period on the Carolina Hurricanes. Philadelphia 5-1 over Columbus. And uh, Elvis Merzlikens hasn't had the success as of late. But again, a lot of injury concerns now with the Jackets. Um, I think the final nail in the coffin, if if it wasn't already for the Montreal Canadiens, scored a 4-3 win for Detroit. Mike Green, the winner there. And last but not least, uh, Winnipeg, a 6-3 win over the LA Kings, who have been busy the last couple days. And Patrick Laine, 1-1 one one in that game for the Jets. Yeah, and I know Nashville lost tonight, but Winnipeg won. And those are two teams similar to the Leafs that really were on the cusp of falling into the precipice of a non-playoff team, have kind of got it back together. And the Leafs actually control their fate more so than those teams. That's what they can go out and do. And at the end of the day, let's talk about Sidney Crosby. Like, he's had killer performances against every NHL team, for, but the Leafs are one of the ones that he gets his best ones for. One goal, three assists, four points tonight for Sid. Uh, 19 minutes, 54 seconds of ice time, but he just was a dominant guy. And I got to think Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, you know, they're competitors, John Tavares. And on Thursday, statement game, I overuse the word statement game, but it is a statement game Thursday. You may not end up winning it, but you got to compete. Pittsburgh Penguins back on Thursday. They're, they're just a tough team to beat right now. But if you don't compete for 60 minutes like you didn't tonight, you got no chance. Exactly. You, you got to dig deep for the Maple Leafs. There's no doubt about that. Remains to be seen who starts on uh, Thursday night. And again, uh, it should be fun on, on, on talk radio and Tim and Sid tomorrow in terms of the conversation. We all know the trade deadline inching closer. Um, the rental market in terms of D drying up just a tad. So the pressure is on in this market, is it not, Gord Selleck? It always is. Yeah. And uh, it's it's it'll be a great, let's say, flurry of activity. We've had a flurry today, but on Monday as well. I yeah. love it when the door shuts and it's over and you deal with what you have. This is what's going to get you to the dance or not. I'd like to thank uh, Sam McKee and Vic Palladian as well as uh, Gord Stellick for making this another effortless night, even though the Maple Leafs were the effortless team on the ice, it seemed. Not to throw darts right there, but a 5-2 loss here to the Pittsburgh Penguins. And folks, we'll do it all over again coming up on Thursday night. Join us for Leafs Nation postgame, hopefully after a victory. The Maple Leafs on home ice against Pittsburgh. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. This was Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet. Bob Don and the fan. Take care. You've been listening to Leafs Nation postgame. Brought to you by your local GTA Acura dealers. Visit yours today.